0: Hello everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in a series we're doing called Naturally Supernatural. And we're looking at um, the life of Jesus uh, and we're we're using his life as a model for our lives and ministry. Jesus is humanity as God intended it to be. And um, he demonstrates for us what it looks like to be naturally supernatural. We've been talking about the resources available to us um, which are prayer and the Holy Spirit and the Word the same that Jesus had and also we've been looking in these encounters and we've been talking about that in order to do what he did which is what the Bible says we're gonna do we need to think like he thought see like he saw serve like he served, and love like he loved and so we've been looking at these encounters and looking for what Jesus has been doing And then uh, hopefully it challenges us to start living like that as well. So we've looked at lots of encounters along the way. We looked at an encounter in John 3 with Nicodemus. If you remember Nicodemus, who was was a religious leader and a political leader, but he prided himself in the way that he kept the law and his good works. And Jesus had to minister to him by letting him know it wasn't enough. And that's how he loved Nicodemus. And then in John 4, we saw him interact with the woman at the well who knew she was a sinner and to minister to her what Jesus did was demonstrate to her her value and worth and that God desired her to be a worshiper John 5 we saw an interaction with a invalid at the pool of Bethesda and how cool it was that Jesus saw him this person who had been unseen for so long and ministered to him in John 6 we talked about the feeding of the five thousand and we looked at the interaction um, not only of the larger group but with the disciples and how important it was for Jesus to teach his disciples to have a heart of compassion to to go beyond worrying about feeding themselves and start thinking about the needs of others the bigger group spiritually talking about not only their physical hunger but their spiritual hunger we looked at an encounter in John 8 with a woman caught in adultery and we talked about the importance there of seeing the beauty of people's potential and, and uh, what Jesus saw in her um, in, and then in John 9 we saw this interaction with a man born blind and that's what we talked about last week and how Jesus uh, ministered to him and, and uh, uh, saw him when no one else had. And, and um, you know, that, that a naturally supernatural life sees people and then moves into the, the need by loving them well and then doing what we can for them in the process. And that's what he did there. So, so that's what we've done so far. Um, I did, a couple of weeks ago, I opened sort of a can of worm with some elephant jokes. Um, at the back to school prayer thing because I thought it would work well for the setting of the back to school setting and then um, people keep giving me their own elephant jokes and uh, and it's just getting a little carried away so what we're gonna do is I got three more and that's it we're never gonna have another elephant joke I shouldn't say never because of course if one you know really bad one comes along then I'll have to share it with you but now these are the, the I'm getting these i see here so what do elephants have that no other animal has Baby elephants. Where do elephants go on vacation? Tuscany. It's really bad, isn't it? Okay, last one. Last elephant joke. What's big gray and wears glass slippers? Cinder elephant. (laughs) Cinder elephant. I like that one. Sorry. Sorry, Roy, but that's funny. I don't care who you are. Okay. So today, we're going to skip ahead a few chapters and we're going to look at an encounter that Jesus has this time with his disciples in John chapter 13. Scripture reading today is out of the message, John 13, 15 through 17, there in your notes, or you can uh, uh, look it up if you have the message paraphrase or follow it along on the screens. I've laid down a pattern for you. What I've done, you do. I'm only pointing out the obvious. A servant is not ranked above his master. An employee doesn't give orders to the employer. If you understand what I'm telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. Blessed be the word of the Lord. We're going to talk today about um, Jesus with his disciples at the Last Supper. And what he does and some of the subplot that's going on behind it to see uh, what we can learn, again, about the naturally supernatural life and how important some of these concepts are. And the very first point that we need to talk about today is that uh, you need to know who you are in Him. To be naturally supernatural, part of that is knowing who you are in Him. John 13, 3 and 5, this time in the NIV. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under His power, that He had come from God and was returning to God so he got up from the meal took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist after that he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples feet drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him Now, see Jesus knew who he was he knew where he'd come from he knew where he was headed so he didn't struggle with position Um, the job of foot washing was given to the lowest of servants but Jesus wasn't concerned about how others would perceive him by his actions because he knew who he was see to be naturally supernatural one of the things we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to know who we are in him that we're his knowing that we're his forever that we're his beloved we're his children Um, the Bible says we're the apple of his eye Uh, In another place, it it calls us his workmanship, which is actually from the word poema or poem. You're his poem. Um, And that he loves you with an everlasting, unconditional, amazing love, and that he's your heavenly papa. And so we're going to have to really settle in that so that we can live the kind of life that we're called to. And because of those things, we we can move into the second point, which is we can start thriving instead of striving we don't live when we're striving we don't, we don't really live when we're, we're trying to push ahead, force our way ahead uh, there's no real life found in there life comes when, when, when we start thriving by settling in knowing who we are and allowing God to do what he needs to do in our lives John 13, 6-8 six, six He came to Simon Peter, Jesus did, who said to him, Lord are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Now, see, here's a subplot that we may not always catch in what's going on and how this relates to my first point about striving for position. Um, we know from the Gospel of Luke that during the Last Supper, the disciples at this very last supper Jesus is almost done here with them at the very last supper their last time together the disciples are still arguing about who's the greatest Luke twenty-two twenty-four. 24 also a dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest that's how I know that that's happening that's going on in the midst of the Last Supper these guys are all infighting and if you Remember from the Gospels, this was part of the process through all. The guys were always kind of shooting for position. Who's the greatest? Who's going to be number one? Who's where? Can I sit at your right hand or your left hand? You know, they did all sorts of tricks. They brought their mom in, a couple of them, to try and get some points from her. Hey, could my son sit at your right and left hand? All this stuff was going on all the time. Constant sort of a striving for their place in what Jesus was doing, where they fit. Who was the greatest? of them all so you have that going on now they get together for the Last Supper and it's all been prepared and and this arguments going on alright now they need to have their feet washed um, they need to be ceremonially clean for this meal and so the, the the towel would be there and the basin of water would be in the room and what you need to know is all them guys know that their feet this feet washing needs to take place but no one will make a move to wash the other's feet because they're striving for position do you get it so they're all waiting for someone else to do it so Jesus gets up and does it so what Peter is saying is Jesus I don't want you to wash my feet I want one of these guys to wash my feet I don't want you to do it I just everybody needs to know I'm the greatest and that some of the one of them is lesser than and they need to pick it up and you see in this striving they missed this opportunity even to minister to the Lord and to one another. See, they they just couldn't see it because they couldn't get past this perception of how they fit when they weren't settled in knowing comfortably whose they were and how that all worked in the process. And so knowing who you are in Him allows you then to thrive, to live, instead of striving to be something that even if you were to attain it, would still leave you feeling empty. Because that's what happens. Even if you strive and strive and strive for something and you get it, when you get it, you know what you usually find? Oh, Yeah, that's not really what I thought was going to happen. So these guys are all striving and pushing instead of really living. And, And what Jesus teaches them, and this is the third thing, it's very important, is that the naturally supernatural life is a paradox. It's a paradox. What's a paradox? That's two physicians hanging out together. Yeah, no see it's an extra joke for today you didn't know it was coming a paradox is an apparently self-contradictory statement which on closer inspection, inspection is found to contain a truth reconciling the conflicting opposites and the naturally supernatural life is like that Matthew 20 16 I'll give you a few Jesus said so the last will be first and the first will be last now that doesn't seem to make any sense that's why it's a paradox but in the kingdom of God it makes absolute sense the last will be first first will be last Mark 9.35 sitting down Jesus called the twelve if any wants to be first he must be last and the servant of all he defines that first paradox a little better in Mark if you, if you want to be first then you got to be last by being the servant of all how about this one, Luke 17, 33. Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. It doesn't seem to make sense on the surface, does it? But in the kingdom, it makes perfect sense. You really want to find life? You've got to just surrender yours to Jesus. Once you do, that's where life is found. Once you quit trying to figure it all out in yourself and make it all happen for yourself, then God takes over and you begin to experience life. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Matthew 6, 33, it says, it's a, it's a paradox because it's, it's contrary thinking to what the culture was. It was hard for the disciples because they were, they were striving to be the greatest. They didn't get it, that what happens. And so that's what Jesus is trying to show them in this meal. John thirteen twelve through 15. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. He set the example. He served. And, fourth point, the naturally supernatural life is found in serving, not in being served. There's the paradox. there's the paradox see this is what we're called to John 13 7 because Jesus said this now that you know these things you'll be blessed if you do them now that you know these things that word blessed means deliriously happy you'll be happy if you do them life is found in doing the things that Jesus demonstrated for us to do life is found in following his example Life is found in serving. Jesus said, I came to serve, not to be served. And yet, we're lots. There's a lot of us that's like the disciples. Because we struggle with some of that stuff. We struggle with position. We struggle with, um, sometimes we think maybe something, well, I shouldn't have to do that. Somebody else ought to do that. Um, It's pretty natural, but it's, it's not supernatural. It's not naturally supernatural. See, there's a difference. Because what we end up deciding is that whatever's there that needs to be done, I can do it, you know, the same as anybody else. It doesn't matter. Position doesn't, it's not about that. that. And in fact, when you take it to heart, then, then what really matters is that it's just neat that you have an opportunity to serve God. Whatever you want me to do. See, that's got to become our heart. Lord, whatever it is. I don't care if what I do is never noticed by another soul as long as you see because I'm doing it for you because he always sees everything and that's who I'm doing it for so I, I, don't, I, I, can, I can then just be open to him and, his, and, and the, the leading of the spirit which is part of that, the, the supernatural life the natural supernatural life is that we say whatever it is because I think a lot of times God will say oh great I need you to do this and we'll go oh yeah well anything but that I need you to do this. Well, yeah, what else you got for me? And, and we start sort of getting a series of that, and it's like, well, you, you know, here it is. Do this. And, and as we respond to that, more and more stuff keeps happening. But it's just a willingness. You know, what are you willing to do for him? You willing to do whatever? I hope so. Because that's where we find life. And then, you know, he doesn't. God's really good about... I found this, that, that, and I've told you this, that generally where I find God most often is not in my schedule and not in the things that I plan. I find God most often when I break away from my schedule because I feel like he's leading me in that direction and that's where he is. He's usually quite outside my plans. And, and so um, what often seems like an inconvenience is actually where I connect the strongest with God. Because it's not, I'm his, my time is his, and I'm his servant. So whatever he wants me to do is good. And it doesn't matter if it's up front or out back or quietly or something nobody notices or out of the ordinary. See, that's what we have to get. See, when we can grab that attitude, everything begins to change. You know, I've talked so much about the church and where we need to come from. If if the church will come from that place, we will change this world back and get it on track again. We'll, we'll have an impact, in this area anyway, on people. Because we're, that attitude keeps you from being judgmental and critical. That attitude just says to God, whatever you want from me, I'm your servant. Lead me, send me, whatever. I'll do it. If I can do it, I'll do it. And, and see, that's the example. And, and the cool thing is the promise. So you've got to see the promise. If you do it, you'll be blessed. That's Jesus' promise. You'll have a blessed life. You'll be blessed if you do them. When we get a hold of that, see, the thing that paradox that we want is we want that and we strive after it instead of going, okay, I'll just do what you want and then it comes to us. Paradox. But that's how it works in the kingdom of God. And that's what we had to settle in because that's where life is. So this is a big step. This is a big thing to get. And, and, um, you know The, the example isn't, that I don't believe, literally washing others people's feet. It's serving them. It's be willing to do what, what, would consider, what was considered at the time the lowest thing. It didn't matter to Jesus. He didn't care. He wasn't in that argument. He knew who he was. He's very settled in the love of God. I'll do whatever God. He's about to do whatever. He's going to go to the cross very shortly. Uh, if he's willing to do that, really, what is it that we can't do for him? and that's sort of the point and what that looks like so that's where we're going to find this naturally supernatural life we're going to start you know, all this stuff really gets tied in together as we move along and we've still got some really neat encounters we're going to look at in the next I don't know I think I've got six or seven more that I want to do on this so, so be thinking about that now and tie that in with everything that we've already been studying and trying to see how he see and think this is a big thing about thinking like he thought and loving like he loved and serving like he served that's where we find life so we can do the things that he did And that's the naturally supernatural life. Amen? Amen. If you're watching by video or on television, thank you very much for watching. If there's anything we can do, you can call us, write us, email us. We'll do whatever we can to uh, try and help you. But uh, thank you for being a part of this. And God bless you. We're going to close with prayer here tonight. Father.